As a business owner, it's important for you to make decisions for you and your business. But how do you make sure that you don't suffer from decision fatigue? Well, I'll share with you my top tips in this episode. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 86. Today, I'd like to have a conversation me and you about decisions and how can you make sure that your decisions are the right decisions and they're quality decisions. And this episode was inspired by my eldest son, Caius, who last night before we were going to bed, he asked me, Daddy, what's for lunch tomorrow? And I went onto the app and basically his school in terms of the way the dinner time works is they have a schedule. It's a three-week rota And every day they have two choices of different meals and it's set per term. So I told him what his options were today. It was macaroni cheese or an omelette of some sort. And he just went, okay, it's macaroni cheese. And I just love the fact that the decision was made like that. There wasn't, oh, well, what if there's pizza? Well, what if there's this? What if there's that? It was just simple. He got to make that decision. And how easy is it for the canteen staff, for example, to know what to order by what week to make sure that there's variety and just everybody knows what to expect. It is simple because when we have to make decisions, even small decisions, it takes our time, it takes our energy and it can be quite exhausting. And I did some research and there was a really interesting study that was reported in the New York Times And it was all about the way that judges made decisions around parole for prisoners. And it was in the United States. And basically, the long and the short of this study was that out of 1,100 parole meetings where judges had to make decisions, the outcome of those decisions were monitored and evaluated. And they wanted to see what was the influencing factors Was it down to the crime? Was it down to the individual sentence? Was it down to their background? And what they actually found was that those that had their parole meeting in the morning time, I don't know the exact timings, but they had a 70% chance of the judges saying, yep, parole granted, compared to 10% if that person's hearing was later on in the day. And that just blew my mind in terms of actually how much decision fatigue can cause an energy zap for us and influence the way that we're making quality or the right decisions. But do you know something? It also made me go, that is so true. Because think about it. Have you ever had that point where as the day goes on and you have to make certain decisions and your brain's not necessarily as engaged, it can feel a lot harder. You could be stalling and making that decision or it takes you far too long or you just go, why did I make that decision when you look back or reflect upon it as well? And when I think back to my corporate world experience as well, I used to do a lot of interviewing, a lot of recruitment. Again, I put my hands up to say that this is true from my personal experience. 
at the start of the day when you're hearing that first candidate or the first few candidates share their responses to those set questions, you're there, you're on fire, you're really listening. But when it comes to third or fourth or fifth or sixth, is that candidate really getting the best of you when making that decision? So as a business owner, how can we protect ourselves from decision fatigue? And I've got five key things that I think you could do, or it'd be good for you to review to see how could these be helpful for you right now. The first one is standardize those decisions that you're making often. And there are many ways that you could do this all the way down to your wardrobe or what you wear. I remember thinking, again, when I was in the corporate world, I worked in a particular bank, Lloyd's TSB at the time, and it used to always baffle me that the chief executive, Eric Daniels, used to wear the same shirt every day. Well, obviously it wasn't the exact same shirt, but it was the same style of shirt. It was a light blue shirt with a white collar, and you'd see him wearing that same uniform, for a better word, on interviews in the press. And again, even when I saw him coming up and down the lift a few times, again, he was wearing the same shirt. And then I saw that happen with the late Steve Jobs. He would have his signature uniform, his blue jeans and his black turtleneck. And even Mark Zuckerberg, the trademark for him and his personal brand is, again, the grey t-shirt. So I'm sure that there's many examples that you can think of where people do the same thing and they wear the same thing again and again. And these are examples of when they don't have to make a decision, it's just standardised. And again, when I think back to being in school, I actually loved having a school uniform. It was just a, this is what you wear. And even in terms of some of the jobs that I had early in my career, that wasn't even a factor. It was just a putting on a uniform. So is there some way that you can make some simpler decisions to go, this is my dress sense, and I'm just using that as an example, that stops you having to think about it all of the time. Even when it comes to other decisions, like Kai's example at a school, is what do you eat? I honestly am going to propose into our family life that we have some kind of schedule for dinners because again, there's nothing worse where it gets to the end of a day because remember, you're knackered, you don't make the best choices then necessarily where I turn around to Shireen and say, what should we have for dinner? Well, how can we pre-plan that even if it's earlier in the week or having some type of schedule where we go, right, well, week one, these are what we're going to make and we just know because typically we actually make pretty much the same meals over the space of the month, but we still go through that agonising pain of what should we cook today or what should we do this week? So keep it simple and avoid having to make decisions like that so that you could direct your attention on better decisions that are going to take more of your energy and it stops you from having already made lots of decisions that actually are not important necessarily for you. And this also could apply to standard operating procedures in your business. So what are the things that you're doing over and over again? How can you figure out the process to go, this is the best way of doing it, or this is the way that you want to do it? So I've got standard operating procedures for, let's say, the podcast. So I follow through what I do, and then what my podcast editor does, what my virtual assistant does, and even using templates that are standardized for the graphics and the other parts around the podcast. So things like that can make a huge, huge difference for you. 
and even the way that you manage your diary. So in previous episodes, I've talked about the power of batching. So if you were to look at your diary and pre-plan it to say, what are the type of activities that fit into the similar category and when do you want to do them? It makes it easier for you to then go right When do you do certain tasks or activities or if somebody wants a certain type of appointment and where do you slot that in and how can you be proactive? For example, I love it when I'm coaching a client. I can have a full day of coaching clients and I'm doing a similar type of task or energy. So I'm just like, I could go off one call after another, after another, and I'm on fire. But I'm not thinking about, oh, I need to do admin, I need to do finance, I need to be creative in that way. So even setting up my online diary to say, this is when I'm available for those type of meetings, it then helps me having to make less decisions. And typically I just give people my link to say, there you go, book in. So it stops me from having to look at my diary, which honestly is one of the things that can get me in a muddle when I'm looking and I'm going, oh, well, if I fit it in here or there, and it takes so much energy to try and plan it all. But when I pre-plan it and say, this is when the blocks of time are, choose what suits you in those blocks of time, it makes a huge impact. Even where you work, I love working in different locations, doing different tasks. So again here, I got into the bad habit, I realized last year of working from home a lot because I've got everything set up here. I do the majority of my work these days online using the wonders of video technology. But what that made me realize was I was actually not maximizing the office space that I had in the city center. And I was actually missing it and what the different environments would do for me in terms of the different energies and the different kind of perspectives that I get. So a lot of it was dictated by the fact that Shireen's now around the house a lot more. We've got a newborn son and it's a little bit like Piccadilly Circus in the house where I got used to just being here by myself. But it gave me that kick up the backside that I needed to go, hold on, that worked really well for me in terms of knowing where I'd work for different types of activities and even certain days of the week. And actually I'm getting back into that priority and planning my diary according to the locations and the type of activities that I'm doing. Does that make sense? So over to you, what are some of the things that you can do that you could just standardise those decisions so you're not having to make those decisions or use your energy on those decisions that are happening often in your personal life or your business life as well. The second top tip links into what I've just said but you can think about this in terms of your products or the services that you offer in your business. I know it can be so easy to think everything has to be bespoke or customized to your ideal client in that way But the more and more you do that, sometimes that can lead to decision fatigue as well. So that's where sometimes less is really more, where you go, this is how I work with these type of clients. You don't try to appeal to everybody. So if you know who your ideal client is, it allows you to go, what would be of interest to them? How do your products or your services match what they need or what they want in that sense? And even in terms of things like promotions, price points, you can then standardize that as much as you can. I remember it used to take so much time for me when I was doing more custom type of proposals where I'd think about it, well, what does that mean for that client and how much should the investment be? And it was a big drain, whereas I have got things a lot more standardized in terms of proposals 
and the way that I work. It doesn't mean that you can't customize if it needs to be, but don't make that your norm. Make it the standard to go, this is generally how you work. And therefore, it keeps things simple for you and even for your clients as well. It avoids you getting into the overwhelm of decision fatigue every single time when you're having to come up with that proposal or talk about your service or your product. The third top tip is refer back to your goals to make your decisions quickly. So this is very much why it really does pay dividends when you plan your goals all the way to what you want to make happen over the next year and then breaking that down into, I prefer 90-day cycles. That's how I work. That's how I see success with those that are part of my 90-day mastermind and also with my one-to-one clients as well. Because what that allows you to do is there will be opportunities that come your way. There will be things that might seem really exciting and shiny and attracts your attention. But when you can then look at it and go, does this help me in my pursuit of my 90-day goals? Yes or no, it can help make decisions really quickly. I went through one of these decision-making processes last week where I was trying to decide if I should invest in a program which was to help me in a part of my business. And I remember thinking, should I, should I not? I looked at the sales page. I did speak to someone that already invested in it because that's part of my convincer to go, is it really worth it? What's their perspective? And then when I thought about it, I went, does it fit with my 90-day goals? And it really did. And I thought, well, this will help make some of those decisions and actions a lot simpler. I'll invest in a program that's tried and tested. So I'm not having to learn things or figure out things myself. And that then made me go, because it was part of this 90-day goal, yes, that's right. But there's been many times where someone has recommended the Flavor of the Month book or this podcast to listen to. And if I look at the title and I think about, does it fit in with my goals for this month or this 90-day cycle? And if it doesn't, then I can either go, let's save that for the future, because especially if it does sit with something I think I'm planning to do in the future, but it means that you're doing more just in time learning or listening or development rather than just in case. And then even thinking about your personal and your business goals on a 90 day type of plan, it means that every time that you're coming to that next milestone or to really solidify your next 90 day goal, it shouldn't feel a big decision because it should feel, okay, where have I got to? Where's the vision of where I'm going? And therefore, it's like not necessarily starting from scratch or coming up with something completely different. It's about, okay, what's next? And it can just be a variation or a small tweak or we're on the same path. I know where I am. Let's go. So I love it when I'm making decisions and it feels like the decisions are quite boring because that then shows actually you've made certain foundational decisions or you've made the bigger decisions that help you to keep things on track as well. And then my fourth top tip is plugging into your goals and thinking about them on a daily basis before you start the day. And I, again, am using the Best Self Journal. I've used a number of different ones. There are many out there, but this one really works for me because each day you've got the diary in there. So I know what I've got on in terms of appointments and things that need to happen. But also it's like, what is your top three targets? And if I decide them up front at the start of the day, when you've got more energy typically, then it means that you can 
avoid your day being hijacked and avoid you thinking, oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do everything. And it keeps you really focused on the right things as well. So start as you mean to go on, make the most important decisions beforehand and even especially at the start of the day or the start of the week to go, what am I focusing on? What would success look like for this week? And then my last top tip is, and it might sound bizarre when I say this because this is a world that I am in in terms of business, but there are so many different types of strategies out there. There are so many different people that you can follow or you can listen to. There are so many books that you can read. There are so many programs that you can take. And at times it can become really overwhelming. And often they can compete against each other in terms of one person or system might say do X, Y, and Z to get to a result. And another system or a person might say do the complete opposite. So that can often lead to decision fatigue. It can lead to overwhelm as well. And my key top tip is that honestly choose the person or the system that best resonates with you right now. There will always be fancier systems out there or new systems as well or new people. But even if you go, right, this is what I'm choosing to invest in. This is who I'm choosing to follow for this particular part of my business or this part of my life or this learning strategy. So it could be hobbies. It could be in your business. But then going, perfect. Well, let me follow that plan. Let me implement that plan before trying to muddle like five different versions together. Does that make sense? So choose what you've already invested in or choose wisely who you're going to invest in, what programs, what coaching, what support or mentoring, and then just put your blinkers on and go, this is what I'm going to focus on. It doesn't matter if somebody else is talking about it. Am I implementing what plan that I've chosen to follow? And then you could often then afterwards, once you've got the basics implemented or the foundations implemented, by all means, look at what else is out there if it's going to add value to it, to tweak it, to make it even better. But just don't overwhelm yourself at the start or the start of a new project or the start of a new initiative by just putting too many competing directions or focus or viewpoints into the mix. Honestly, trust me on that one. And that's why, for example, there are many different profiling tests out there, but why I still stick to Wealth Dynamics as the go-to tool for entrepreneurs, because for me, it works. For me, it gets so much value for everybody I've shared it with. For me, I know it inside out, and it just means that I can go, this is a tool that I use. It doesn't mean that other systems or tools don't work or they don't add value, but What happens if you go, right, I've done 10 different personality type tests and it tells me this or that one says this, but I'm a bit confused because that one contradicts that one. Is it going to help you? No. Is it going to confuse you? Yes. Is it going to help you with the decisions that you're making? No. Less is more in that way. So I hope this has helped you to make some smarter decisions and to make sure that you're not making decision fatigue as well. And I'd love to hear from you in terms of what are you going to do about making decisions simpler for you. And less really is more. It's about the essentials for you and your business. And if what I've shared on this podcast, on the episodes that you've listened to so far, or if we've had the pleasure of working together, or if you've seen me speak at an event, and if you think, yep, I agree, Osman, I want to be really focused and I want to rapidly get out my way and grow my business, then I would love to help you make a decision that could be an amazing decision for you. 
I have teamed up with my wonderful friend and co-host Natalie Sisson for the Essentials Retreat in Bali. And we didn't have to make a decision around where to hold this event because we have delivered retreats before in heaven in Bali, in Abud, and honestly, it is like heaven on earth. So when we're having the discussion around should we do this for both my clients and also Natalie's clients, should we join forces for this because we bring different energy, but also in a very focused way to help business owners to get out their way and to experience those transformations but also to recognise that sometimes less is more than we thought, absolutely, let's do this. And we didn't even have to think about where to do it because heaven and Bali, honestly, you are going to love. So if you're intrigued to find out how, by going on this retreat, you can advance yourself and your business in May 2020, then please do reach out to me. This is not for everybody. So it's about having their conversation to see is this right for you? Drop me a message. Let me know if you'd like to find out more about it and I can send you all the details. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or drop me an email at hello at rapidtransformation.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the links will be on the show notes on www. I don't know why I said www. That's so old school, but rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 86. So I hope you get to think about could Bali be the best place to take you and your business this year and also looking at some of the other decisions that you're making in your life and how you can make sure that you don't suffer from decision fatigue. So I look forward to sharing even more with you next time and also sharing more about the wonderful Essentials Retreat in Bali for you and your business. So do reach out to me over on the show notes. You'll find all my contact details. Until next week, bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.